your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right. Good afternoon or evening, depending on how you want to think about that. I don't really know what to call five o'clock. Early evening. Uh, happy your day is over. It's Monday, and it's supposed to snow tonight, so I don't know how anyone feels about that. Though all day seemed to be pretty awesome after kind of an awesome weekend, and seems like maybe the last awesome weekend if you like really semi-cool weather with the sun out. Uh, Brad Williams is in studio. We're going to talk about the Eric Sackett murder trial that's still underway in lacrosse. Uh, but first, Brad, uh, I, I, I didn't give you any prep time, but maybe you, you started to think about it, and you can't use radio as your excuse. But what was your weirdest job growing up as a kid or maybe, you know, in your life? But have you had in your life just a really weird I mean, what job? Are you talking... Things you would get paid for as a kid or just, uh, well, any kind of job where you get paid. I mean, I guess, you know, if you had something that your, like, parents made you do as a kid that, like, maybe, a lot, but I'm saying, like, I've had some weird jobs where I've worked at a diaper mill and um, I'm going to get to that a little bit later. But I thought, yeah, oh, my, I wonder my if first, My first job out of high school was uh, doing maintenance work you know all around maintenance work at a small motel in prairie de Chine. that sounds very basic which unless you ran was, into well, some weird hotel thing uh no and it only lasted a couple of weeks anyway, oh you get, so, fired. you get fired uh they didn't need me anymore after two weeks <laughs> yeah so I yeah think maybe i cut the wrong branches off trees in the back or something okay so i don't know how so but. you haven't had any strange jobs except for being a radio guy well and and uh i did spend a year and a half working with the city directory and this was around 1990 that sounds even worse than working in a hotel that, as, <laughs> as terms of mundane and boring city directory yeah. what is well, what are you doing well, a lot of the time sometimes it was the enumerator you know the people going door to door to find out who lives there and you know and what they um which uh, I didn't, you know, if I thought people complained about uh, news media, uh, they're, they're definitely not happy to see you come door to door and ask you about things. So a little so, privacy uh, issue. According, you know, you know, compared to that, uh, you don't get so many complaints about being in the media. Yeah, I guess that. See, that's a little bit interesting because you're going around and asking, uh, uh, you know, like just about. Right. And they don't have to tell us, you know, they yeah. can. And a lot of times they didn't, and the, you know, some people would say things. Okay, most uh, people were all right. You know, it's only taking a couple minutes out of their day, and it was, you know. All right, Brad Williams ruining my game of most uh, super okay, weird, well, interesting I know, I jobs. Think yours, your, whatever <laughs> you have, I'll is tell, probably better than mine. I'll bring it up later, but we obviously we oh, have you. No, in, wait a minute, I want to know about it right but now. But you can listen to the show. I've got you in here for a reason. I know you're yes. busy, but like we've got the Eric Sackett trial. Yes, and I'll talk about making uh, depends diapers later. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that was a weird definitely transition. Definitely weirder than the stuff I've done. Okay, that was a weird transition, though. The Eric Sackett murder trial depends uh, diapers. But right, um, yeah. Eric Sackett, last week we talked about... So Eric Sackett accused of murdering Aaron Samvalai. Samvalai. I think I got that wrong in the news. Um, Samvalai. And she was found tie, bricks tied to her way? Or just... She uh, was uh, uh, to kind her of around waist her. to her legs or her body. Yeah, not, not your Hollow typical... Lake in Vernon County. Yeah, not your typical way. If, if you're picturing like a mobster-type right. body disposal in a lake, that's not how it went over. Um, but, she, yeah, she was found with, you know, basically weighted down with bricks in a lake. 
And Eric Sackett has been accused of killing her, even though we don't really know how she died, except that it was, there's a term for it, right? The, the, the term that was used by the medical examiner who did the autopsy was homicidal violence. Okay. Meaning that it looked very much like somebody had to kill her rather than she committing suicide, which is what the defense argument yep. has been. And all all last week, while they were the, the prosecutors were trying to determine... Yes. You know, trying to prove the fact that Eric Sackett did this, the defense was throwing anything and everything at the jury to just to try to give them different scenarios. No, she could have died this way. She could have died that way, right? Um, sort of. I guess you could say that. But primarily, it has been along the lines of, we think she killed herself because these other things that the prosecution has come up, coming up with, they don't add up. And today was pretty much the key day of the trial because Eric Sackett himself was on the witness stand. Now, did that surprise you? Because last week you didn't think he would take we, the stand. I, we weren't sure whether he would take the stand, and it was a little bit of a surprise that he took the stand as quick as soon as he did on the first day of, of the defense witnesses. How did there he... were a couple of other witnesses before that, but uh, he, he was basically on the stand for three hours today. Now, you said, uh, we said in the news right away, He the, one of the first things he said was... He says, uh, he was asked by his attorney, did you murder? No, I did not. And he, he said that again uh, when he was questioned by the prosecutor, Tim Grinke. Did you kill her? No. Were you with her when, he, when she died? No. Did you take her body to the lake? No. So he had all these. And uh, much of his testimony was along the lines of, of various things that happened in his relationship with Aaron, where uh, her behavior became increasingly erratic where she made suicidal statements on occasion but there's also the uh, the mystery of well when did she actually die was mm-hmm. she alive on on June 4th when some investigators think is when she might have been killed sure um now he talked about like he he had gotten text messages or voice messages from he her. He was uh, he had gotten a number of text messages right up up, up until you know June third was when a lot of things that that weekend many things happened to her. She had gone to jail because she got into a fight with a neighbor, and uh, then she came to his house and found his new girlfriend there, and a number of things that uh, made her upset, as mm-hmm. we are told by Eric Sackett, and uh, that he had to deal with her. And so that there was all building up, uh, which which does help the defense argument that uh, she had been, had suicidal tendencies. There was a, a testimony about a case where she was in the bathtub and apparently had taken pills and he got her out of the tub so she wouldn't drown. OK, um, seems like if that all that stuff's happening, you would call like if my friend was going through that or even ex-girlfriend was going through that, I'd be like. Calling people for help, like whether it's her family or or just the police in general or just anybody. Well, there, did any of that happen? There were different things that happened, but uh, a lot of the questioning today was basically this happened and this happened and this happened, and it's building up to the fact that uh, she really, in fact, Aaron. He says that Aaron uh, asked him to marry her before Christmas of last, uh, of 2017. And he didn't want to be married at the time. Then he meets this other girl and decides, okay, I want to have a relationship 
with this girl, and Aaron did not like that, and, sure. and so uh, many things happened in that direction. How did he, you know, what, how was his composure on the stand? Obviously, that's not something we can get from he, reading. He was uh, fairly well composed much of the time, but uh, he, he did make a statement at one point where he's been, uh, he when he says, okay, he did lie about one thing, but that's because he didn't know where Aaron was after June the 3rd, and uh, he, and if they thought he did know, he didn't, and so he, he did maybe lie about one or two things. And he said, "Well, I've been hanging out with prostitutes and people who use drugs, but that doesn't mean I'm a murderer." Mm-hmm. So, so he did get emotional a couple of times. But uh, and when you say was emotional, like, was he like fight back he, emotional well, he did, or uh, well, well he, he like did raise his voice, but he he also uh, was. It was crying on a few occasions okay. when he had to talk because he, and in many many times he talked about Aaron in the present tense. Is like I love her. I I do. She is a good person. Mm-hmm. All right. So we can can we expect him back on the stand tomorrow? I or? doubt that he's going to be back on the stand. If he if he is on stand again, it would be by a redirect from the prosecution. That sure. wouldn't be until Wednesday. There are only two more. We are told today that there are only two more witnesses to be called by the defense and one of them is a forensic specialist a medical examiner okay who has been scheduled to testify tomorrow that's why she's going to be there there'll be two we apparently are not going to hear from the doctor who had the relationship with aaron okay who has also been mentioned as a person of interest well and why is that because i, I mean you well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know why it's, no, we've okay. just been told that not to expect him, at least not as a uh, defense witness. Okay. Um, maybe and a little so surprising. Wednesday... You said today was a short day. You expected the short day tomorrow, too. As well. It'll be a short day tomorrow because they're not going to start until about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. And then Wednesday, they'll have the rebuttal witnesses from the prosecution. And there could be the closing statements on Wednesday. Most likely is that the jury will get the case on Thursday at some point. Okay. All right. I guess that's all we need out of you, Brad. Thank you so much, okay. and uh, have good, good luck you can tomorrow. Return with, to your uh, depends. We'll see. You, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, get an update again. Uh, Brad Williams, the Eric Sackett murder trial. He's been covering that all last week and into this week. Um, when we come back, we can talk about uh, odd jobs. If you guys got any odd jobs, you give me a call six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Odd jobs, whether you have them now or odd jobs that you had growing up. Uh, when I was working in college over the summer. I worked at Kimberly Clark and had multiple odd jobs and I could tell you about those, but I'd, I'd also love to hear uh, some odd jobs that you guys had. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. Uh, we can also talk about uh, killing the ISIS leader if you would like. Uh, one more time, 608-785-7914. We're going to take a break for news and we'll be back right here on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line if you want to get in here. Uh, Brad was just in here talking about the Eric Sackett murder trial, which should wrap up this week. Maybe by Thursday, he was guessing. Uh, Eric Sackett did take the stand today. You can go to wisdomnews.com and read about the hearing from Brad, who's been there all week. Uh, I mentioned before the break, just odd jobs. I was kind of curious about anyone if anyone's had either now or in their past when they were growing up, if they've had uh, some odd jobs. 
growing up. I, uh, I've had quite a few. I've got, Brad, Brad came in and, and talked about how he's had no odd jobs. He tried to mention some jobs that he had, but he failed to understand the premise of the question and it being literal odd jobs, not just, hey, these are jobs in there. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Uh, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, which is not the right number on the Facebook post, which is weird. 608-785-7914. Okay, that's been updated. I don't know why that changed. Um, so growing up uh, out of college, I worked at Kimberly Clark for three years. Uh, and each year I did something different. And I want to, I just, I thought it'd be a funny thing to just talk about. And I think Main Street Guy is calling in. So Main Street Guy, do you have an odd job you want to talk to us about, Main Street Guy? Actually, yeah, but I also have a thing about this case. And Oh, yeah, go ahead. I guess it started with the, the Kula deal and now with this case. And I guess I don't follow it that closely, but I kind of follow it. And in a lot of these cases, these Prosecutors seem to go after people who, like, I don't know. We got people shooting up houses and then getting out on like five hundred dollars bond, and yet they seem to go after people where there's no real solid evidence against. So you're saying you know that I mean? you're saying the evidence against Eric Sackett just doesn't add up? Well, I'm I'm saying there is no real evidence. I mean, she was tied up with bricks, and he has bricks in his driveway or cinder blocks. And they say they tested him, and they don't match the mortar nor the brick. Um, it sounded like this dude wanted to do everything to get away from this broad. I don't know. And all that weird stuff, like the stuff about the doctor. Yeah, I guess that... there was some strange relationship, uh, some sort of prostitutional relationship for drugs with Which... the doctor. And yet they're not pursuing that at all. So I guess I just don't get some of the actions by the prosecutor. Well, how about this, though? Do you think she killed herself? Because the way that I'm hearing it is she was tied up all weird and t- with bricks, you know, tied to her somehow. And it wasn't like just in like... in a way she couldn't have done herself, you mean? Yeah, I was thinking like she... And she and she huh. was killed in a lake that his parents own a like lake house on. So there's... I mean, there's... Just a little bit of like, okay, well, that, you know, if you're going to throw someone in the lake, maybe you would do it there because it's something you're, I don't know. I, th- I mean, that's the only thing that I can see that, that is, okay, well, that's weird. But if you also, if you knew that that was his ex-girlfriend and you wanted to, if you happened to kill her, uh, maybe that's a good way to set somebody up too. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like a good way to set somebody up, except for the fact that it doesn't seem enough to prove murder doing it in the lake where your parents live. And, and you know, people keep framing it as if, well, if it was suicide, then he's innocent. And if she were murdered, he definitely did it. But there's still no proof or good proof that he did it. I just, I don't see how they pursue these cases when the evidence, if you can call it that, is so flimsy. And yet they just, they go, they go plunging ahead. I mean, personally, I don't get it. Yeah, maybe they, they, I mean, it's been a year, but did they, did they jump the gun on like, oh, this must be the guy that did it because, and then we don't really see, okay, why? Because he had a, he broke up with her at one point and uh, her body yeah, ended like, up in a lake. Who cares? People go out and break up and they, 
it, it sounded like this dude didn't want to be within 50 feet of her, much less anything else with her. And and on top of that is the uh, apparently really odd relationship between the doctor and, I mean, if I were a cop, I'd be more interested in the relationship between the doctor and her. And he would seem to have more of a motive to get rid of the person that he had that kind of relationship with. Well, it sounds like he, it sounds like Eric Sackett wasn't hanging out with the best of people either. So, you know, for whatever yeah, that's worth. That's, if, again, that's not, that's not, you know, that doesn't say that somebody is a murderer. You know, it's just, I don't know. People do a lot of dumb stuff and they act poorly. But, uh, well, you're you're yeah, trying to say I, I it's. I just think there's other people to look at. Well, yeah. you're trying to say it's the doctor, but the doctor has weird sexual fetishes with this girl. Doesn't make him a murderer either. No, it doesn't. And her being deposited or killing herself in a lake by her parents' house doesn't make him a murderer. But by his if parents' house, doctor that were if you were a doctor that were trading opioids for sexual favors for your weird proclivities, then. I mean, that seems like more of a motive for murder, far more than, oh, I got this ex-girlfriend that won't leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, just, I feel like... I, I don't get it. And 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 I feel like maybe, like you said, you're, you're paying attention a little bit, not tons. And I would say that, you know... I probably don't have all the details either. Maybe that maybe we're missing like the probably something to ask Brad. Brad, what's the key detail that pins Eric Sackett to this murder? I guess would be the question. I think that would be an excellent question. <laughs> and I think if there was something like that, I think it would be out already. I think they would have exposed the public to that. Because I mean, at least fifty percent of a prosecutor's job is to get the public with him. And I don't think he's really accomplished that. I mean, it's not it's not something that's supposed to be his job, but it's his job, right? Yeah, like I mean, you could you could pose the public as the jury in a way, you know, the jury and the public. Same, we're all people are watching this trial too, so you know they could put their their shoes and their themselves in the shoes of a jury. I just don't know why this ex boyfriend has more of a motive than a doctor who was probably trading opioids for sex and probably guarding himself legally against that. And I'm not saying the doc did it either. He may just be a weirdo too. But I, it would seem to me that a licensed doctor who was doing that would have a lot more to lose uh, by letting this lady walk around than uh, than the guy did. I think he just wanted to be sure. left alone. To and, and, that's, sure. and that's if you're making the assumption that he was trading opi- opioids for sex. And the doctor isn't taking the stand here. So the defense could have brought the doctor in. So, you know, there might not be anything there. Well, I think they don't want to bring – I mean, why would you bring in another person of interest? That's, that's what – I guess this is what I'm saying. When you zero in somebody and you indict them, the last thing you want to do is start spreading – I mean, you, the last thing you want to do is expose the jury to another guy who may have done it. Why? That so I feel like that puts doubt into the jury, and then they'll be like, oh, he, well, he didn't do it. This guy did it. We don't think he's guilty. Right. Like, I mean, the, the prosecution wouldn't call him is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. They would have did that. I guess they would have did that last week then, right? 
But yeah, but I think they. I, I, or no, the I defense. Know, no, just, the defense would do that this week because they're trying to throw everything at them. So. Yeah, I, maybe there's some legal issue. Maybe he's saying it's privileged information. I mean, the the technicalities behind this are, you know, I guess we don't get all the information right, and we don't. We're not really privy to like the thought process behind when the the police and the DA make their choices as to what they want to push for. But uh, it just, you know, some cases just kind of smell. And then if you can't really produce any other evidence other than she's by her parents' house in the water, I mean, you got to come up with something better. It's and his parents. I believe it's his parents. The question isn't just, you know, well, she committed, they don't have to prove, they shouldn't have to prove that she committed suicide. Because quite frankly, it's none of his business. What she does shouldn't be any of the defendant's business. Just the fact that you're trying to prove that she that he killed her, you got to come up with something. And it doesn't sound like they have anything. Okay. Uh, do you have a weird job? You got a minute? Uh, okay. Right out of, right after high school. Uh, actually, no, in high school, I didn't want to uh, go to the supermarket like everybody. I eventually did, but the first job I took was. Uh, um, uh, telemarketer, like a survey guy, not selling, but I would take surveys. And my first survey job that lasted five months was asking farmers what uh, pesticides and uh, fertilizers, what brands they were using on what crops and what acreage of their land. And I had some of the best conversations ever with farmers. It was the most amusing time. <laughs> that actually sounds like an interesting job now because people are always worried about what farmers are putting on their crops. Yeah, and I remember uh, when I was, I forget what, where the melon camp's from, is that Indiana? And I came across the melon camp's name on my on my uh, call list. So I figured they were relatives of the melon camp. Seymour, Seymour, Indiana. Seymour, <laughs> Indiana. Right, right, right. It was Indiana. Okay, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the Lots call, Major Guy. Very interesting. No problem. All right, bye. 608-785-7914 if you want to talk about the second murder trial, if you want to talk about weird jobs you had growing up as a kid or have now, 608-785-7914. We're going to hit Scott's comment in the news right after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, I've been talking quite a bit about the Eric Sackett murder trial and just how uh, there might be some doubt among people trying to pay attention to this trial, whether or not Eric Sackett committed the murder. Um, Other people have no doubt. Eric from Sparta just called. I think he was going to weigh in, but he didn't want to wait five seconds. (laughs) I think he misunderstood. I go, I'm going back on right now if you want to get on. He goes, I don't want to wait. So Eric, if you want to call in, you can call me back right now. Uh, Mike texted in, Perry Mason would have brought them both into the courtroom. I think he was talking about uh, other people that were suspected of just having a relationship with Aaron and just casting more doubt into toward the jury, I guess, uh, whether or not Eric murdered it. If you, you bring the doctor, perhaps, to the stand. or uh been a while since I watched Perry Mason. I might have never watched Perry Mason, in fact. Um, I think we need... We think we need newer TV shows to bring up, Mike. Perry Mason. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Leah texted in. 
uh, kind of a long text. It, she says, it scares me to think if I were to have a daughter that was murdered, that the police department did such a horrible job investigating every avenue. Also, it scares me to think if I had a son that was on trial for his life, his, his life is ruined and there's absolutely no evidence against him. And also, Tom texted in, if they find Sackett innocent, it will be another OJ getting away with murder, exclamation point. So both ends of the spectrum there. Some people thinking he's he's totally totally guilty. Other people thinking that uh, he's innocent. So uh, now Eric's calling in. So Eric from Sparta, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. Go ahead, man. Yeah, first of all, I was wondering when uh, your buddy Keith Caduce is coming back on her again because uh, that's always a fun time. Yeah. Anyway. It- Thir- maybe Thursday because I-, I think Pelosi said they might vote on impeachment inquiries uh, on Thursday. So, so maybe that day. One more thing. Uh, this is a Sackett trial. I read the Cross Tribune. Uh, I forget when it was before the trial, I think. And uh, uh, Jordan Vianne, she put this guy's whole history on there. And a lot of this stuff probably was not admissible in court. But she had him. Tried and convicted, tarred and feathered, and set out of the out of the country on a reel before he even had a trial. That is journalistic malpractice to the cops, the lacrosse classical club. Unbelievable, in my view. Anyway, I appreciate. Let me say my piece and thank you, my No problem. Thanks, Eric. I think Eric mentioned that last week too. He read an article before the trial about. Maybe the character of Eric Sackett. I think if you go to CCAP on the internet and and you can look at his history in court and uh, maybe other things. Uh, so Eric's not happy the fact that some of the, his character has come out before before the trial. Does does his character have anything to do with you know how he's perceived how he's perceived heading into this trial? I think so. Maybe a little bit. Who he's hanging out with? What kind of Things he does, he said he was hanging out with prostitutes and people on drugs, which doesn't make him a murderer, but probably not hanging out with the best people. Uh, I, I don't know what to think either, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out the rest of the week. Uh, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. Um, oh, so yeah, Tom said uh, if, if Sackett gets away with murder, it'll be another OJ. The fact that OJ got away with murder, OJ Simpson, um, and Tom just said that that he has a gut feeling about that. Um, Jared texts in, "I'll wait for the Netflix miniseries before she makes uh, she makes up her mind." I think I'm sorry if Jared is a man. Jared could be a man. J E R is what we have in our text line here. So sorry, Jared. If Jared is not a man. <laughs> I don't know why I assume that's a woman. J E R. Jared. Uh, all right, we're going to go back to the phones. Welcome to the Lacrosse Talk PM. Goodbye. All right, we're gone. Not to, not going back to the phones. Uh, along with the Eric Sackett murder trial, I, I wanted to do a, you know, I, I think we're teeter-tottering on odd jobs, and I still haven't gotten to uh, some of the odd jobs that I had when I was a kid. Main Street called in and, and talked about uh, just, you know, having to survey farmers, what kind of pesticides they put on their farms. Back when he was, I think, in high school, he said, which seemed – would seem like a really interesting job now. Hey, farmers, what kind of pesticides and herbicides are you putting on your plants? Because we would like to know, because we're eating those. Um, 
growing up, uh, I worked at Kimberly Clark. I did a whole bunch of things uh, for the paper mill slash diaper mill slash depends diaper mill slash uh, women's things mill. <laughs> um, before that, Mainstreet guy did also mention that you know all his friends went to the grocery store to work, and I guess that's kind of like what a lot of kids do out of high school or in high schools. And that's what I did for exactly one day. I worked as a bagger at a grocery store. Uh, the next day, I learned that my high school baseball team, which was undefeated at the time, was going to state to the state championship. So I said, hey, my team's going to state, I think, a couple days. Uh, can I get that day off? The guy said, no. I said, I quit <laughs> right then and there. I worked exactly one day at the at the grocery store in Appleton. And uh, then I went to state. And I still remember going to state and watching my all my friends win state baseball and kind of wondering uh, why I didn't go out for baseball. I did go out for track. Uh, we'll go back to the phones here. Yeah, caller, who's this? Go ahead. You're on Lacrosse Talk PM. Yep, this is Bill. Hey, Bill, what do you got? Th- what do you want to talk about? Well, I was wondering when I remember when uh, Scott Horton was a uh, prosecutor, and I remember that young guy came down and killed that. Wasn't it libel family in trailers that time? And that he had a lawyer from Minneapolis. Gray was his name, I think. And they didn't have nothing that time. They didn't have no uh, DNA. And he rushed the case, and he lost it, of course. But there was nothing. Do they have DNA here in this case? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Brad hasn't brought it up. I guess, I mean, her body was in the water, so it might be yeah, hard this, to— this, this crap they're talking about suicide, what is she going to do, drag him across the sand and go set in the lake? Yeah, I that's— mean, go out in a canoe at night and jump overboard. I mean, what's a suicide bit? Yeah, and if she went out in a boat or in a canoe, where's the canoe? Wouldn't it just be like, well, unless someone stole it? Yeah, right. And then they wanted to arrest him. But, you know, they really, when you look at it, they really, there's no DNA. There's nothing. I mean, it's just by history. And I know he kind of raped or beat the crap out of his girlfriend or wife before, whatever it was. And But they don't, jurors don't hear this. But, of course, it's in the news. They might have remembered it. But they, they better have something better, I think. Okay. And I'm just thinking about he might, he just might walk like that guy that killed that, them, uh, people down near that trailer house that time sure it got off all right thanks for the call still wandering around (laughs) yeah thanks for the call uh we'll go back to the phones i think number three is on number three go ahead yeah i want to take thank you for taking my call sir yeah no doubt and i i still think you got an odd job i got an odd job yeah no yeah very odd odd job definitely did you have any odd jobs growing up i mean you 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 must have had some odd jobs Every job, job I've had has been odd. Okay, what was the weirdest one? Oh, I never had any weird jobs. <laughs> okay, well, well, I mean, something about hauling chickens? I don't know. What? Give, give us a job. Give us one of your always jobs. I had a good Gordon. hatch. What's that? I always had a good hatch. Okay. And I worked in the hatchery. I was the youngest employee that the Swift & Company ever had on their books. I was seven years old when I was pulling the hatching flocks at the hatchery. Okay, well, there's a stat. All right, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I should have stayed with the Swift and Company. I'd been the oldest man working there now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, don't forget you got an uh, How's your wash machine doing? Uh, I probably need to call. I got a warranty on it, so I probably need to call again on that. I'm getting a dishwasher, though, delivered in a couple of weeks. Well, I meant your dishwasher. I'm sorry. Well, a wash machine doesn't work either, so. I told you, you better get a woman. <laughs> Get one with a washing machine and a dryer and a dishwasher. Get the whole nine yards at one time with a nice truck. With a nice truck. Okay, to top it off, a nice truck. All right, thanks for the call.
Uh, some other odd jobs. Okay, so when I worked at Kimberly Clark, I I worked on the Depends diaper machine. I might have talked about this a little bit uh, in the past, but it was always interesting because I worked twelve hour shifts and either days or nights. So on graveyard shift, I would make Depends diaper balls because I was going out for basketball at Stevens Point that next summer or the next fall. And so I would make Depends diaper balls, like into basketball-sized basketballs. And on night shift, you can do whatever you want. As long as your machine runs, it runs. And there's always diapers that come off that are broke. And I'd make like 10 of them, and I would just do shooting for them. And I would shoot Depends diaper balls from one end of the machine to the other into garbage cans. And then th- that's what I did. When 12 or shifts, you nothing to do. And you're just watching the machine push diapers into a bagger. Always the worst. Uh, all right, we're going to take a, a real quick break. We'll be back right after this. I'm Wizzle. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just a couple of minutes left in the show. If you want to get in here, 608-785-7914. We had a, quite a few texts on the Eric Sackett murder trial. Some think he's to- innocent. Some think he's guilty. Obviously, that's how that's going to go. It's pretty obvious. Uh, a lot of people looking for hey, this is why he did it, and we don't know how she died, really, so it's kind of hard to like put that together. Okay, Eric Sackett would have done this to her since we don't really know how she died. She's just found in a lake, tied up kind of weird. and if you, She was tied to some bricks in a lake, but not just like you would think maybe bricks around someone's ankles or something like that, but it wasn't. She was kind of tied all over, So, and I can't describe it to you any better than that. But... uh to think like I I'm gonna do this to myself to kill myself that that wouldn't be the most obvious way to go. Uh, Tom texted in. I used to clean my school for two dollars and thirty cents an hour, including the toilets. Uh, that's that's a that's a. I wonder two dollars and thirty cents an hour. Wow. Uh, yeah, we were t- also talking about odd jobs. So uh, along with making Depends diapers, uh, another summer at Kimberly Clark, I worked in the, so I drove forklifts. So I delivered stuff to all, to all the machines. Uh, we would have forklift races out in the, like the truck lot, not the parking lot, but the truck lot. Uh, we also, uh, I also worked in the MRF, M-E-R-F. I can't remember materials recycling center, something like that. Uh, but on break, so the Murph was nice because you didn't have to do anything until like the bales of diapers came out and then you would just pack them on a truck and it was a pretty easy job. That was an easy day and that was an eight hour day. You just like every two hours you get a half hour break and uh, and then if somebody called you on the radio, you'd run out there and, and unstuff the baler because it got too much because the machine would, you know, just send too much of their material to the baler where you recycle all the diaper material. But one day I was working with my manager, my boss, and he was doing a different job. But he was like the he was like the overseer of all the part timers. So we're just sitting in the uh, in the break room, and I get a call over the radio. Uh, we need somebody in the Murph, and because we're, uh, the the machine was sending all their stuff, so it wasn't even getting bagged. It was sending all their stuff to the recycling center, and I'm like, oh, I better go. And my boss, and he he's like don't worry about it they're just telling you that they're sending all their stuff there you got it you got a while before you have to go in there and start pulling the bales out and make sure the machine doesn't claw because uh well this is what happened is i didn't go out there right away and the machine sent all their diaper material to the baler 
the entire Kimberly Clark facility got backed up. All the so the the baler stopped working, so it stopped making bales. So the tubes that send all the diaper material, and you're thinking dirty diapers, these are clean diapers. Uh, the tubes get all clogged. So the entire I shut down the entire facility at Kimberly Clark. I probably cost the company a million dollars. So then I had to get into a man lift and crawl into these tubes and then start throwing this diaper material out from on top. So like 50 feet in the air in a, in a warehouse, I'm crawling through the tubes of diapers, throwing a diaper material out of a tube to unclog it. And I'm supposed to be wearing like a hazmat type suit because this, the, the, the powdery stuff that comes out of diapers that absorbs, you know what, uh, you're not really supposed to breathe that in, but I was a kid and didn't really care. So I definitely just crawled up there because I was freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, I just shut down the entire facility at Kimberly Clark. Uh, I didn't. Uh, the next year, they hired me back, oddly enough. So, all right, that's going to do it for today. Uh, if you guys want to listen to the Bucks, they're on at 630, trying to redeem themselves from losing, blowing a 19-point fourth-quarter lead to the Heat. The Heat without their best player, Jimmy Butler. They did that Saturday. So they get the Cavs tonight. So they should beat the Cavs, I hope. They better beat the Cavs. I'm going to be doing that. Uh, We'll talk to you again tomorrow right here on Wizard.